energy from both the sky and the earth. Only when man ingests the ginseng root is the cycle complete. I stop in the middle of the path, and from a half dozen steps away, I can see a plant. A foot high, it is young, less than ten years old, but more than the seven years needed to reach maturity. Finding the root leaves me as excited as when I was a boy. My routine has remained unchanged. Study the plant. Review how best to approach it. Estimate the angle and width of the circle I must make around it in order to begin digging. And unknot a red cloth from my belt. All the while, I keep an eye on the root, as if it may dart away at any moment. Then I push a small stick into the ground near the root and mark it with the cloth. Sprinkling water near the plant, I knead the ground with my palms, pausing to feel its energy. The root of a mature plant stretches more than a foot in length. The leaves, with soft hair on the front, are smooth on the back. I clip them, taking care not to break the neck of the root. As with man, a broken neck spells doom. I remove the spade from my cloth sack and peer closely at the root, inches from it, and then begin to draw a circle with the spade, two feet in circumference. With each spadeful of soil, I slowly expose the head of the root, which lies at a 45-degree angle. Now, as I close in on the legs of the ginseng, I put aside the small shovel and begin using only my hands. The dirt is deep and porous, the kind that permits the rain to pass. Two legs take shape as I pinch away more soil from them, exposing the beard, those long, hairy rootlets, at the leg's end. I pause. The beard is the most delicate part of the root, and even the slightest damage to it makes the root nearly impossible to sell. My hands are calm. The rest of my body is a blizzard. Taking a deep breath, I begin to clear away the soil that surrounds the beard. I work without hurry, and from time to time, with a gentle pull on the head, I test to see where the rootlets still grasp the earth. I fall into a steady rhythm, back and forth, removing the soil and tugging the root, until at last the beard is free. I lift and examine the whole root as a fisherman might do with his catch by the head, holding it out, turning, checking it from top to bottom. It has the strong characteristics of wild ginseng, the nice bowed legs with the long beard branching out from them, the head with strong concentric wrinkles, the beautiful long neck, tanned by the soil, the root will be a light yellow after rinsing. Although it is still early, there will be no more hunting today. My father taught me never to be greedy with nature, never to take more than a single root in a day. In the cloth sack, I carry the root on my right shoulder, careful not to let it collide with the backpack on my left, which holds my tools and food and water for the day, and start down the mountain. My breathing is choppy, coming in gasps. I rest often. These early days of spring, after the long winter, 
my body and mind are not yet ready for the hunting season. With each passing year, my mind seems to stay a few more paces ahead of my body. I hear a stream and seek it out. I give the root a quick rinse in the current, then place it in the sack, which sops up the excess water. Twice I drink from the stream, sending knives of cold through my teeth. I hang the sack on the branch of a tree, sit on a rock, and begin to eat slowly, taking the time to taste the potato cakes, pickled cabbage, and garlic cucumbers. The weather is near perfect, a little warm for early May. I open my cotton jacket and still am comfortable. Today the hunting has been good. Although the root is not a great one, it is a good one. I know that I must find better roots to get me through the next winter, but that is in the future.